So <laughs> you have to push the button like twice and then <laughs> swipe up to get it to start recording. <laughs> so this is the second time that we've started talking before you started recording. Right. <laughs> and bear with us. We're still learning this technology because we just recorded, uh, re-recorded. Playing the odds. Episode two. And none of it saved, and so no. we got to go with yeah. the original. Yeah, we're 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 like, <laughs> screw it. I'm I'm not re-recording. I'm not re-re-re-recording episode two. I'm not doing. We're, I'm not doing it again. So we're just gonna go. We we are, have already released episode two. two, two, two. We've already released. Well, right now, I mean, okay. So we got to get this straight. Between me and Kyle and the listeners, we're talking to the listeners, Kyle. <laughs> no, I'm talking so, to you. Oh, okay, I got you. So, for you listeners, by the time you're listening to episode we three, will have we will have already episode released two. episode two. I'm with you. Right I'm, now, I'm as we sit in here... I'm smelling what you're stepping we in. We have only released episode one. Gotcha. But we will get to... We're, we'll release two before we... We'll release we, two have yeah. before you guys Whatever. hear this one. yeah we're recording a bunch in one night Ugh. but <laughs> we just deleted episode two so we're going with the original and now we are re-recording episode three three yeah which is this one um red or green which or is green. the state question in new mexico and that pertains to sorry i gotta get my hat because i can't do a podcast without my hat on we are that pertains to um state question enchiladas yeah state question any restaurant well, enchilada, not necessarily not, not just enchiladas but chili. you know chili spelled c h i l e e not i right so when any time you order um something that's going to come with uh chili on it you're going to get asked a question red or green well that also ties into uh Drawing hunts. Your 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 draw. Uh, whether you drew or not, green is yes and red is no. And all of us know that when we get to that day when the draw is released and we look online, it's red or green. We all like to see a little green. And that's now, what we're gonna talk about today. I gotta <laughs> I gotta say, um, if you haven't listened before listened in before, um, Rodney and I are brother-in-laws. Uh, I work for the Department of Game and Fish, though I am not doing this podcast uh, in that capacity and in, in any form. And so my opinions do not uh, are not the department's opinions in any way, shape, or form. Uh, my opinions are my opinions, and and so knowing that, um, understand that I have some insights into some of the goings on of the department and and anything that I can share I will share obviously if I can't share it because of the job I won't but uh but it, it's nice cuz I can share some of the some of those insights having said that I remember two two years ago uh and having seen it uh, a couple year a cup or since then um people are always trying to get around the draw deadline and and when the draw results are going to you remember? pointing at me? No, I'm not, talking, I'm not pointing at you specifically. <laughs> I'm I'm making a point with my pencil 
that in my direction in your direction but there's always there's always people out there trying to get around the the uh system and you could back in the you day you used to yeah you used to um back when they didn't charge up front for the applications you could um you know your bank account would get hit and you'd be like yes i drew a tag you wouldn't know what it was but you knew you drew you might know the animal uh depending on Based the on amount the amount yeah but you wouldn't know first second third choice fourth choice so a couple of years ago um i remember a friend of mine uh went in and did this backdoor thing that somebody told him how to do to see if he had drawn and he came back to me and said man i drew a big horn sheep tag and it was like probably two weeks before the draw results came out and i was like oh yeah huh and i you know uh went and looked and i said man i don't see anything on your deal and he went back and looked and he goes well i don't see it now either <laughs> <laughs> and you know you can imagine the uh disappointment uh when he the draw results came out and he did not draw a tag just to let you guys know occasionally actually not occasionally every year they do a mock draw to make sure the system's working and so uh, some of these backdoor ways of finding out if you drew a tag, uh, those don't necessarily always always work. And most of the time and they don't Neither work. does having a brother-in-law as a game warden. Every single year I pester him. I did not this year. I did not pester not you much. this year. I didn't pester you at all this year. I didn't text you or call you one single time and ask you if we drew that's Not true. once. That's true. You're getting now, now every year previous I did, but I just gave up. The man won't tell me. It's it's sad. Anyways, all that power, oh. no responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that, that 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 shows the opposite that yeah. I have power and responsibility because I I don't give that information out. Whatever. So red or green? Uh, past couple podcasts, uh, we talked about. Um, a little bit about ourselves and then a little bit about our strategy how we how we put in for the draw here in yep. New Mexico and what we put in for and yep. the reasonings for that yep and today's draw day I know that it's way past that already um, next year we'll get that in order to where these podcasts will come out in better um, timelines to to match you know putting in as well as the draw yeah uh, this year we're a little late as we've just gotten started, but today is draw day as far as the podcast is concerned. We're going to talk about what we drew, where it's at, when it's at, uh, and a little bit about the hunts themselves. Yeah. Um, if you didn't catch the last podcast, uh, you can find that on our Facebook page. Yep. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We'll have uh, those posted. Uh, but if you didn't follow the last uh, podcast... We put in for elk and deer and antelope. Well, you yeah. you and D don't put in for antelope. Yeah. Uh, all three of us put in for elk and deer. And uh, what did we draw? Well, the first thing that we drew is elk. Elk. We Big were fat green. green. Love me some green. Yeah. Green, green chilies. Uh, good stuff. We got our first choice. Which was uh, elk tag. GMU 58. Yeah, GMU 58, um, Colin Nellett South. Uh, if you caught uh, one of our little video clips 
uh, on Instagram and Facebook, you can see that I've got a sign hanging in my house. Attention deer hunters, Colin Neblet, deer entry permit required. Well, we got an elk Yep, this year. And uh, looking forward to it. Going to be a hard one, though. It is. Um, reason for that is because, well, uh, what is the hunt going to look like? Uh, that, that elk hunt has 20 tags 20 not gonna be a lot and that's three of three of us there's only gonna be 17 other elk so 17 other elk hunters i doubt they'll all be there probably not especially whenever they figure (laughs) out what where where it is and what they drew and all of that um it is a bitch it's a a, hike to get in there so um a little bit about the colon south wildlife management area this is a property owned by New Mexico Department of Game and Fish. It is it lies south of US 6487 between Eagle Nest and Ute Park. Right up there where they had that fire this year. Yes, uh, the Ute Park fire kind of backburned a little bit into the into the Neblet. Uh, however, not far enough to really uh, affect where we're going to be hunting. Yeah. Uh, I have hunted this this unit before. I hunted this unit uh, back in twenty, I believe twenty fifteen with two of my brothers. Um, but it's steep uh, terrain. There's no vehicular access. Nope. Got to walk in or ride in. <laughs> walk it. in, ride in, and it ain't um, easy. Either and it's way. not easy either way. So, a little bit about the the wildlife management unit. This is the on, only public land in gmu 54 yep 58 54 54 i'm sorry 58 yeah i'm sorry we drew 58 for deer we drew gmu 54 busted on our green (laughs) it's a preemptive green oh that's right (laughs) wing it we drew 54 for elk correct yeah and it is in the sangre de cristo mountains it um there are three access points basically three access points into the colon neblet south hunt uh area the wildlife management area one is crystal uh sorry crystal creek trailhead but that one really doesn't go anywhere that you're going to be hunting elk and so i don't know anybody who goes in that trailhead to hunt elk um that's mainly Maybe we should go <laughs> no uh if you look at where it's at there's not a lot of good elk country there um when you're looking at at elk what elk need to to live and that's that's where you're going to look at where where should i hunt elk right 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 and so when you look at that what do elk need to live obviously you know the four habitat uh keys are water food space and shelter um you're gonna find elk mainly especially here in new mexico where there's water within a within a mile of where there's water and so that's gonna be one of your big one of your big factors um that mccrystal creek could run uh all year depending on moisture but uh, obviously this year we haven't had any moisture because we had that big old fire up there. Burn up all the moisture we did have. Yeah, burn up all the moisture we did have. Um, food, 
you got to have some food and that McChrystal there's not a whole lot of big open meadows like you like to like like the elk like um, space uh, again it's pretty dark timber up that trailhead yep. um, steep terrain and so you're just not going to find the elk in there and that's why people don't use it and now now and and, and, and you know so this is new for me I, i've hunted i've hunted elk with a rifle one time yeah all right and that was a private land hunt where i pretty much shot the elk from your back porch well yeah out um, in the middle of the kind correct. of out on the plains off of but, the, off the canadian but so so everything that i've heard and read about elk and i'm not i'm not questioning you i'm just bringing this up Everything that I've ever read and and heard about elk, particularly bulls, mm-hmm. is that in the winter, after the rut, that's the kind of country that they like to head to. So the problem is you still got to have water. Still got to have water. Yeah. And you just ain't no water up there. There's not a not a ton of water. Now, I'm not saying there's not elk in there. Very well could be elk in there. Um, we don't really fly that, and so... I couldn't tell you, you know, where the, where the, I can tell you where most of the concentration of elk are. And I'm not saying that they don't use that, but the fact is that that's so heavily timbered, you, not the chances of seeing, seeing them, them is, tough anyway. yeah, tough anyways. And so, um, obviously, you know, when you're out, out and looking for elk, you're looking for elk sign. Um, the rut's going to be over, so they're not going to be rubbing, so basically you're just going to have to come upon one up that that particular drainage gotcha that's why generally uh, people don't hunt there second access point to the colon neblet wildlife management area is tolby trailhead and that's tolby creek um it goes up and that's probably the second uh, it's kind of a tie but uh, second most popular access point. There's a trail. There's two trails that come off of Tolby. One that goes high, one that goes low. Um, one that goes up along the ridge. But it's three, almost four miles back into Tolby Meadows, which is where people like to hunt because there's water there, there's food there, there's all the habitat the elk like, they're there. Um, but it's a hike and no vehicular access horseback or walk-in only and there's only one designated camping area and it is three miles back in yeah. just before you get to Tolby and and not only is it going to be a hike just just to get in there but if you get something down man if you don't have horses that's tough that's, and it's just three or four miles to get in there yeah that's i mean that's you're not, not gonna hunting. just hunt right there you're gonna hunt that's, around there that's three or four miles then, to get into the designated area camping yeah, area and and now you're you're hunting from there and if if we get one down um wow yeah a lot of fun i mean that that elk that we packed out a couple of years ago in 37 man what did we carry him <laughs> not even a mile yeah three quarters of a mile maybe yeah and that was tough and luckily we were able to get in get a vehicle in there to to pick it up but yeah right extremely yeah tough now granted we didn't we didn't have the equipment that we should have had to to pack no. that stuff out which no, we will we have in this hunt but yeah um 
that's that's uh, one of the main access points. Uh, third access point is in Moreno Valley, the Cinegia parking day use area on Eagle Nest Lake State Park. Mind you, it's a day use area, so you can't camp there. There is camping uh, at Eagle Nest Lake State Park. Of course, you got to pay for it. There's camping down in the Cimarron Canyon State Park. Yep. That's if the forests open back up. We're real dry right now. Almost everything is closed. Uh, right now, <laughs> the Neblet is closed, but hopefully we get some monsoons and that opens back up. Anyways, that's that Cinegia day use area. It means you can only stay there, or you can only be there during the day. You have to leave at night, and so what? That's kind of an unofficial access point because the state park allows us or allows our hunters to hike across the southern end of Eagle Nest Lake State Park and access the west side of the Colon Neblet, and um, those elk do concentrate on that east side of the lake, and they they feed down there, and then they go back up and they bed during the daytime on that western slope, um, and so that's a popular area. But it, again, it's hiking only. Yeah, well, everything's going to be a walk for us. You know, it's going to be a it's going to be a challenge for sure. So another challenge is going to be the weather. It's October. Uh, you could very well get snow rain uh, rain uh, just Sun. just never know what you're going to get again this you know uh, if you've hunted here in new mexico layer you know to layer up because yeah. you know never know exactly what you're going to get well you know what they say about new mexico if you don't like the weather wait five minutes yeah especially in the mountains yeah especially in the mountains and so uh, we'll prepare for cold because i i expect it to be cold in at night um cool and possibly uh mild during the day but that's that's generally the weather we get in october up there so um what am i missing oh well let's talk a little bit about the animals i think um you know this this hunt definitely wasn't we didn't choose this hunt because we're going to be after a 400 class bull no, absolutely um, not. We're going to be hunting, meat hunting, pretty much. I mean, if you see an elk and he's legal, in this unit, you better put him down. Uh, for the entire uh, unit, 54 last year, what was there, 20 elk killed across archery, muzzleloader, and rifle hunts last year? So don't know about last year. If you 2016. look at 2016 harvest... We had, again, 20 tags, uh, 17 people reporting. Uh, now, if you don't know New Mexico, you have to submit a harvest report. It's required in order for you to put in for the next year's hunt. Thus, what that means is we probably had a few out-of-state guys who didn't put in for hunts again. And mm -hmm. so we only had 17 people who, out of the 20 uh, people who drew that tag, only 17 of them reported their harvest report. Out of that... Um, during our hunt, the second rifle hunt, four bulls were taken. Yeah, that's just a low number. Yeah. It's a good percentage. It is. 
But it's a low number. If you think about three of, us, three of us, three of us hunting, we'll be lucky if we get one bull. We'll, we'll be lucky if we get one bull. So, um, if and you look at, and he's not going to be a monster. No, uh, three hundred is a big bull in that unit. Not to say there's probably not a four. I've heard of a a big bull in that in that unit, and I've heard people tell of it. Just haven't seen anything come out. Most of the big stuff that's come out, you're looking at three, three twenty. Yeah, um, but. There's good numbers in there. I mean, people yeah. are coming out with bulls, and yeah, it's about the state average. And they did some work up in there. You know, we did. Y'all, y'all, I know you were telling me that y'all went up there and, and, and did a little bit of burning and did a little bit of slash cleanup and, and habitat improvement. Absolutely. So you never know. I mean, we could get up there and and find a whopping 323, class bull. You know, it, it's possible. possible. It is. It is. But you better not wait for it. No, <laughs> for sure. So if you look at <laughs> if you look at 2016 and across across the all the hunts yeah. from archery to the last rifle, guess how many bulls? Twenty. Seventeen. Seventeen. Seventeen, 17? bulls taken. I thought it was twenty across all the hunts. That's sorry. I'm moving around here. Um, yeah, and it, it we we. We didn't really touch on it on the on the last podcast, did we? Um, no, we touched on last podcast. We talked about now that podcast got deleted. Son of a gun. Um, we talked we talked about a little bit about mine and your success rate. Yeah, and how hunting together, me and you, are five hundred. You know, we've we've we're, we're batting five hundred on hunts that me and you have hunted together, meaning. Meaning one of us is killed. Together, we're we're five hundred. I think you've got two more kills than me. I've harvested a couple more yeah. animals. Yeah, and uh, together that makes us five hundred. Me and Dedon are zero. <laughs> so I thought we broke it last year at two B, right? Uh, Dedon forgot how to shoot. Dedon's an excellent shot at a thousand yards, but he can't hit shit inside of a hundred. Um, Mr. Daggum deer at ten <laughs> yards with a muzzleloader. So, but so so I don't care what it is. Um, I'm a, I'm a typically the way we do things is is we'll decide, you know, who gets first. We'll shot. take yeah. We'll kind of take turns. Um, uh, the year you got your elk, that you were up first, and and we hunted real hard until you harvested yours. Yep. Um, and then last year, two B, I was up first. Although, Dedon shot like six times before I ever got well, to pull the trigger. The reason but, for that was because we yeah, decided, uh, hey, just I don't, I don't, I don't want this yeah. deer. I want a bigger deer Correct. or whatever. Correct. But I, I can tell you, uh, this year. If he had a shot Dib, at one. Dibs. Yeah. It's dibs. You see it, you get it. We're not we're not gonna do the whole it's your turn thing. You better be quick because I'm shooting. <laughs> we have got to kill an animal on this elk hunt, me or Dedon. Has to happen. It has to happen. Call order. It has to happen. Of, because I, I of the harvest. And we picked the hardest hunt to say this, to yeah. where it just has to yeah. happen. We surely thought it was gonna happen last year at 2B. Uh, unfortunately, we walked away from that hunt without an animal, um, but still well worth it. It was a fantastic oh, hunt. Great hunt. Um, but but 
Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm slinging lead this year. I got a rifle in my hand. I don't have a bow. I don't have a primitive muzzleloader. Uh, I don't have to get within fifty feet of them. <laughs> I'm slinging some lead, boss. <laughs> I see horns on an elk. I, I'm gonna put him down. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so that pretty well covers elk, unless you unless we we missed anything. No, um, I, I think that's when about you it. look at hunter pressure in those areas. Again, uh, the Toby Meadows is is hunted pretty good, and the the west side of the of the unit is is hunted pretty hard. Yeah, so. and and we talked about it. Yeah, and so there's twenty people, and three of them, are, three of those twenty are us. Um, I can imagine, even though it's you know walking only, and the majority of the elk are going to be around that Toby Meadows, there's going to be a lot of people that just aren't going to come in there. Oh yeah, um, there are people that show up every year because they didn't look to see if it was. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I guess that's a that's a plug we can put in here. If it drives me crazy when when people put in for hunts they didn't look at before they put in for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this isn't one of those fourth choice type of deals. No. Uh, that doesn't happen very rarely without people actually put in for this hunt, but whether it was their first, second, or third choice, I don't know. But um, yeah, they actually apply for this specific hunt. They probably, you know, look at the drawing odds, which were fairly decent. Yeah. Um, and 23%, I think. 23%, was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, 23%. Um, no, 31%. 31%. Oh, that's very right. high. 20, 31%. So, so they're actually attempting to hunt here. So, man, if you're going to do that, take a look at it. Make sure, you know, call your game warden, your local conservation officer, and ask some questions first. Cause that, that, this is a tough hunt. Um, yeah, they'll be able to tell you. The game warden will be able to tell you. Yeah. Look, I, and I told somebody this, I think this year or last year, I can't remember. They say, well, how do I hunt this? <laughs> you're going to have to walk. <laughs> you have to walk a lot. You know, um, yeah. the unit just uh, north of that, <laughs> the Colin Eblett North, uh, I don't know how many people call me on that hunt. I'm like, you should have looked at this before before you put in for it because it's not a good hunt. Yeah. But they're hunting. They're and hunting. that's what that's what we like is just to hunt. You yeah. know, it's just another unit we get to cross, cross, cross off the bucket list. Let's talk about our deer a little bit. Okay. We drew green. Green. Green, you right? Already, you, already, you, you spilled the beans spilled on that the one beans. a little preemptive. Well, beans go with enchiladas. So. There you go. Green. Um, unit 58. Yep. Up in uh, north of Clayton. Very northeast corner of New Mexico. It's as close as you can get to Colorado without getting high. Also had a little bit of fire, speaking of burning stuff. Did have some fire. Uh, not near as extensive as the Ute Park one, but, uh, had some fire up there. Um, this unit is, so we drew the second, second rifle, rifle hunt. hunt. It was also our first choice. Mm-hmm. 20, that one was 23. 23%. 30 tags, odds. 130 applicants. Um, the three of us are going to be hunting it with rifle. Um, a lot of state 
Yes, there's absolutely no BLM and only very minimal national forest. It's yeah, Kiowa National Kiowa, Grasslands Kiowa, is what Kiowa it is. Kiowa National Grasslands. So. And it's real checkerboarded. Very, very. So we're going to have to be pretty much on our game with the GPS and the maps. And we're talking about that next episode about pre-hunt. Hunt prep. Prep. Hunt prep, yes, sir. So, but uh, it's the terrain is really pretty cool, actually. Um, a lot of mesa and canyon country. Uh, pinion juniper. Be doing some spotting. So some we're going to be able to do the type of deer hunting that we like, which is sit up in glass, find your deer, put a stock on it. Um, really, really enjoy that type of deer hunting. Yeah, it's it's been real good to us. We've we've. Well, I guess our last three deer hunts, that's pretty much what we did. You know, sit up on a rock, sit up on a mesa, sit up on the cap rocks and glass until you find what you're looking for and then go after it. Yeah. We won't have to get as close this year. Yeah. I like that. That's, yeah, because usually we're trying to get in close with a primitive muzzleloader or with a bow. Yep. Um, But uh, good country for deer. I've seen some really nice deer come out of this country. Um that one's going to be late October, yeah. Late October, um, last two, two weeks after last our week, yeah, yeah, last week in October, and uh, again checkerboarded as far as the land status, uh, decent public access to the state land, yeah, sections up there, and so again when you're looking at late October, you got to start looking at. We've had it snow uh, as early as that. We had it snow on us in Easter up there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's on the other end, though. But, yeah, <laughs> layering layering up, cold nights, cool mornings, uh, mild mild to cold days. Just kind of depends on, on where we're at. Um, so Decent decent animals in that area. I mean, you from what I understand, we, we could, you know, have a chance at a... 140, 150 class deer. Oh, at least, yeah. Um, I've seen possible for 170, 180. Possible for 200. I've seen some 200 class deer come out of there. Not a ton, not like 2B where sure. they're known for yeah. it, but I think I think that country holds some surprises. Yeah, I've seen some. Uh, I I'm on a few various groups on Facebook, you know, New Mexico hunting groups, and and um, I've seen some decent pictures. Of some bucks come out of that, Absolutely. that country in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, looking forward to it because hadn't really thought about deer hunting there. Uh, we did some patrolling up there last year. I was helping out the my uh, neighboring sergeant and supervisory district with some, some special operations um, and things like that in that area. And I was thoroughly impressed with the amount of deer. The quality of deer that I saw, which is stupid, right? Because I grew up in that country, but you know how you sometimes just overlook what's around you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's because you're easy. focused I mean, on other things. I I grew up right here and uh, hunted a many a year before I realized that there was actually big deer up here in these mountains. There's really big deer up here in these mountains. No, we've seen them together. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about the sacramento mountains up here um lots of deer but 
didn't really know that there was as many big ones as there are. Yeah. Um, you find that out in January. That's that's when you find those those really big deer. Yeah. Um, when you look at the actual stats for this hunt, um, it's a little bit better than our elk hunt, isn't it? It is. It, yeah, it, it's quite a bit better than our elk hunt. We have 50... Oh, sorry, 30 tags. Yep, 30 tags. 30 tags, um, 130 people put in for it. 23% draw. How many was killed in this hunt last year? Sorry. How many was harvested? 18. For all you sensitive people out there. <laughs> 18 bucks were harvested during our hunt. So the second rifle hunt of, well, it's going to be 2016 because those are where the harvest stats come from. Yeah. In 2016, uh, 30 tags were given. 27 tags were reported meaning yeah actually gave harvest reports and 18 bucks were harvested uh for and for the whole year in that unit for the whole year in that unit there uh all hunts combined 120 tags and you're looking at 57 total bucks were harvested so right at 50 percent Pretty close. See, that's not bad. That's a deer and a half for us. Yeah. I get the much important. Much higher, much higher than the state average, which is about 33%. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty good. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, we're going to be doing some hunt prep and doing some scouting and set some hunt strategies. Well, get in shape. Yeah. And before we get there, we had, you guys at least had one more animal that you put in for. We did. Me and Deedon put in for antelope. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get three greens this year. We got two greens and a red. We did not draw an antelope tag. Um, won't be able to go to Montana or Wyoming and hunt antelope this year because we got to stay around and watch for a baby. Yep. But uh, maybe next year. Maybe with the new rule changes next year, as unhappy as I am about them, maybe I'll get a tag. I think that was probably in our deleted <laughs> podcast uh but just to let you guys know if you haven't been following along the current antelope system uh, you would get assigned to a ranch uh, unless it was like bow or muzzleloader but you, for rifle you get assigned to a ranch and you'd hunt that ranch uh new regulations have passed uh, it's basically going to become like the deer system where uh hunts are going to be set up for the publicly accessible land. Tags are going to be increased on that public, publicly accessible land. And all private land tags are no longer authorizations through the landowner. It's over the counter, uh, coincides with the public hunts, and you have to have written permission to be on that landowner's property. There you go. So just, just I want to bring this up real quick since we're talking about the changes that have happened to the, um, to the antelope. Whether you were for those changes or against those changes, uh, the, the Department of Game and Fish has kind of a four-year rotation. Four-year rule cycle. Um, rule cycle on their their uh, uh, big game animals. And 
what they do is every four years they kind of look at the rules and, and how it's worked and they see if there's any changes that need to be made, any unintended consequences. We kind of talked about this in the first podcast, but I just want to reiterate it. Um, the elk rule cycle is coming up. Is it this year, next year? Next year. Next year. Um, well, get involved. Discussions are happening this year. Yeah, get it. Get involved. Um, if you if you if you can make it to a, a public meeting, make it. If you if you can't, you know, write your game commission, um, ask questions, educate yourself, and get involved. So um, our voices are heard when they make those decisions concerning the elk, uh, the way they did uh, with antelope. Uh, maybe you did with the antelope. I know I certainly did didn't turn out the way I wanted it to but you know that's okay that's that's uh the process worked yeah and and that's the process that we have um and I want to kind of reemphasize something that Rodney said uh get involved and and educate yourself uh <laughs> it's like I got a little anecdote that I want to share with you it's it's really hard to bring up because it's i don't i'm trying not to say that it's stupid or it's stupid but some <laughs> just, suggestions just say it, some suggestions that i've seen before as far as you know these are suggestions from the public about what we should be doing with about with a certain species uh one one suggestion that i saw was people who are hunting a mature bull should be required to kill a cow first in order to allow young bulls to mature. You reckon that was somebody from back east? I have no idea. How but does, does that kill, make any how sense does to you? killing a cow help mature a young bull? I mean, you're still going to go kill the mature bull afterwards. Exactly. Right? So why are you issuing mature bull tags? Would you just make that a cow hunt? <laughs> right. And that's that's the type of stuff. So when we say educate yourself, understand how the biology works. Um, you should be doing that as a hunter, anyways. We should know your you should know your quarry inside and out. You should know, you know their biology. You should know not just how they taste exactly, but uh, educate yourself uh, so that you can make valid and worthwhile. Um, recommendations if you have suggestions any. yeah absolutely but educate yourself get involved be a part of the team yeah and uh, take somebody hunting take you take somebody new hunting take somebody that's never been hunting hunting I can't remember if we've talked about this before but we did we, we covered that in the first part podcast but okay. it, it, it's perfectly okay to reiterate it um, you know Take a kid hunting, uh, take a family member hunting, but but uh, even more importantly, take somebody that's that's never been hunting hunting. Get them involved, uh, get them hooked on it, because uh, we need to grow our numbers. If we don't grow our numbers, we're gonna we're gonna eventually be um, on the short end of the stick when it comes to uh, the right to hunt. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think anybody is arguing with that. So, All right, boys. That's it for this one. Uh, we'll be with you in the future. Going to talk about a little bit of hunt prep. 
uh, and then we'll move on to some other stuff, some some funner stuff like funner, yeah, funner, more fun, fun, more fun, more fun, yeah, more fun. literaling and um, channeling your wife. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, some more fun stuff, scouting, um, getting our gear list put together, some less fun stuff, stuff getting in shape. Uh, not looking forward to that part. Sighting in our rifles, looking in, looking forward to that. It's been a long time since we've hunted rifles, so we get to break out the the lead sleds and yeah. Uh, hope to bring maybe bring Deedon in on that. He's pretty good, good shot with the rifle. <sighs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get Deedon in here because I've got some yo mama jokes saved up for him. <laughs> I have I some other ideas. New one today. I come up with a new one today. All by myself. All by yourself. It's a whole new, never been told, yo mama joke. Well, are you right. going to put it out there or are you going to save me, it for him? No, hell no, I'm not going to save it for him. Hit me with the, hit me with the, um, the old standby, um, roll your mom in flower. Hit me with that. I don't know the old standby, roll your you mom in you flower. Roll your mom in the flower and look for the west spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, you hit me with that. Hit me with that. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, hit me with that. No, I mean, you don't have to say it vulgar or anything, but. Roll your mama in flour. Yeah, your mama's so fat. Your mama's so fat, they got to roll her in flour to find the wet spot. Exactly. Well, that might be true. But your mama's so fat, they roll her around the wheat field to make the flour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Nice. <laughs> That's it, boys. Adios. Adios.